Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everybody. Welcome ever. <clears throat> Welcome everybody to the show. I am your host Adam, and PJ will be here momentarily. Uh, hope you guys had a good Monday. Super Bowl Sunday. It was a event. It was a event. I guess you know it was uh, a good. Good Super Bowl, in my opinion. Um, you know, overtime. Who doesn't love overtime? You know, because now we got to wait, you know, months until football starts. So get as much as you can while you can, right? Um, so the Kansas City Chiefs are back-to-back champions. <laughs> They have won their third title in four years. And, I mean, that's very impressive. Uh, They could go for three, I guess. No one's ever done that. Um, You know, uh, Patrick Mahomes is uh, getting the job done in Kansas City, and I guess he's worth that big contract now. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not really a fan of big contracts, but, you know, the youngster at 28 years old getting three Super Bowls uh, in four years. Uh, you know, he's in year seven. He's played six um, years in the league. You know, he's been to an AFC championship, I do believe, every year, except for his rookie year um, that he was sitting behind the starter. Uh, TJ, are you with me? I'm here. All right. Um, thought I heard you. Um, but... That that money is well spent. Um, if they can three-peat it, that would be that would be crazy. Uh, really quickly, want to give a shout out before we get off into this thing uh, to uh, One Ten Nation Sports and to Blog Talk Radio uh, and everybody listening. Appreciate y'all. Uh, the uh, latter half of the show. Uh, we're you know we usually do a sixty minute to ninety minute uh, on here. Uh, uh, the latter half of the show, we'll start uh, you know taking phone calls if you guys want to call in and uh, give us your opinion uh, on what we've been discussing. Uh, you know the number is seven one eight six six four nine eight six one, and you can come up and tell me and TJ how wrong we are or how right we are. And we already know it's going to be right because we're never wrong. (laughs) So um, make sure you guys uh, call in when we give you guys that go-ahead to make your calls. Uh, You know, we try to keep it, you know, five, ten minutes so that way we can get another caller in. But then again, tonight we might change it up uh, and extend time and stuff, especially if you're making really good points. But if you get off down some just, you know, crazy little whatever, then we'll probably just go ahead and, you know, connection's probably lost. But, you know. So, like I said, 110 Nation Sports, you're awesome. Block Talk Radio, awesome. Uh, this is episode three of The Closers. So, what do you got, TJ? What do you got? 
Oh, all in all, it was a pretty good Super Bowl. Um, What's your rating, A through F? The what? What What do you give it a rating, A through uh, A through F? A through S. Or yeah, A through A, F. B, C, D, E. Yeah. Uh, what do you give it? What What What? I give it a B plus. Well, you took the took took my rate. That's why I give it two. <laughs> so I mean, it was a defensive battle. The beginning of it. Then it shaped up to be a pretty good game. You know, Patrick Mahomes threw his first interception, and God, how many games in a row in the postseason? He was uh, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, he was sacked three times, which is something you don't ever see Patrick Mahomes get sacked. And But he still pulled it off and still won it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good touched on it perfect. (laughs) Ever since he's been a starter, I don't think he's never made it to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I think he's been. I think he's been to six straight. uh, I do believe, and uh, which I know I could use Google and whatever, but I like to use my memory and think that I'm right by what I'm saying. I'm just. I think he's been to six, and uh, you know. our boy Joe Burrow got him that one year, you know. Um, so, but to to get there and to get to the Super Bowl four times, to win it, you know, three of the four times you've been in it, um, that's you know, that's 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 crazy. Um, you know, who'd have thought? Because it, 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 here's my take on it: if he if they thought what they had was going to be this. Why did he start his rookie year? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They had him behind Alex Smith or whatever, which I guess Smith was playing whatever, but, you know, the first opportunity he got, he's not he's not looked back behind him. You know what I'm saying? He has, I mean, just, you know, I, I, it just outperformed and performed and performed. I think it was his second season he put up 5,000 yards or something like that or might have been his first. I can't remember. But, uh, you know, it, it's very impressive. Um, to see a young guy at 28 doing what he's doing. Um, you know, those goat talk people are throwing around already. Uh, I t- absolutely disagree with. Uh, you may, t- you know, TJ, you, you might agree with it. I don't. I think that, you know, you got to play your career and see where you're at at the end of your career. Because what happened? What if he doesn't ever. What if he go, doesn't go to another Super Bowl? What if he plays 10 more years, he played 17 seasons, and he went three out of four his first whatever, and then, boom, he, he never went to another one, and he never won another one. So he, he, he won three. That's the, that's the GOAT. Ain't no way. So, you know, what, what's your take on the GOAT conversation, people that want to throw that out there so quickly when someone has a couple few seasons, you know what I'm saying? Uh, in yeah. any sport, they do it. What you know? I I I don't know. I mean, yeah, he is. I don't think he's goat level just yet. I think he's knocking on the door of like Tom Brady and Joe Montana, but he just ain't there yet. But I mean, if right. he keeps on, like 
if he keeps on playing the way he's playing and keeps taking the Chiefs to AFC Championship game and winning the Super Bowls, maybe three, four years down the road, maybe we can consider it then. Mm-hmm. Right. But as of right now, it, I think it's too soon. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and that's my whole thing. Is when when I say stuff like that, there people are like, oh, well, you're just hating because you know you're you know our team's in the same division, you know, because I've got a ton of friends that are KC fans, right? Because uh, I'm in Missouri, right? So a lot of people follow Kansas City. Well, I'm a Denver guy, and well, uh, I follow the Broncos. We're in the same division. No, I'm not hating at all. I'm I'm being real. If he keeps doing what he's doing throughout his career. And he's going to Super Bowls every – like Tom Brady went to a Super Bowl. He never was not in the Super Bowl more than every other two years. I think it was a span of two years twice. Other than that, it was every other year. Yep. So – and that's that's wild to me, you know, that, that he's went three out of four, okay, in seven years. So he's been four Super Bowls in seven years. Okay, cool. Uh, but if he ends where he's at with three – then he's tied with Joe Montana because Montana's got three, right? So, yeah. uh, how I, I just don't see how if Montana's not the goat, then how do you give it to Mahomes because he did three out of four in seven years and it took Montana uh, fifteen years to get three? Well, three is three. <laughs> what if he went to the last three? Say, what if a quarterback goes uh, and plays fifteen years and their last three years in the league, they get their three Super Bowls? That's less of impressive than it is if you go in your first three years in the league, in your prime. No, I think later in life, like what Brady was doing, Brady went in the championship at 42 or whatever it was, the MVP at 40 or 44. I don't know how old he was, but uh, that to me is more impressive than somebody being 26, you know, in your prime. But um, I think if you, three is three. Four is four, two is two, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, everybody keeps forgetting about Bradshaw. I mean, he, he you know, he, he's got four. He ain't the GOAT. Nope. <laughs> Nobody can see him. Uh, so I just think that, yes, if he – I agree with you, TJ, 100%. I was having a conversation about this with a friend of mine earlier today, and we're both in agreement. also. Everybody I've been talking to about this over the last day uh, – handful of people, if his resume keeps, you know, at the end of the day, is what it keeps building and building and building and building and building and it keeps championships and championships. Okay, yeah, absolutely. We'll have that conversation. But we ain't having that conversation in year seven. And it, it, because if, if he retires right now and he ended at three and went to four, I'm not giving him the goat. I mean, either. You know, so, but not taking nothing away from Kansas City or them. They have worked their tail off this year to get where they are at. They were a rocky team all year. They had people arguing with each other. They were arguing with the refs. They weren't putting up those high numbers. They had to go on the road for every playoff game. Um they earned it. They deserved it. Whatever you want, you know. They they worked their tail off. But I will say this though: you did have to go five quarters <laughs> to nine seconds left to beat the last pick in the draft. 
<laughs> Brock Purdy oh. is going to have a bright future, <laughs> in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a part of me thinks, what if he didn't have Debo or Iuke out there? Would he still have the same success? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, and I can see that. And I can see that comment. And, uh, be, okay, but is Patrick Mahomes, if he doesn't have Travis Kelsey or the years he had Tyreek Hill? I don't, I, I don't think Patrick Mahomes would have been the same. So it's like, you know, the whole Cam Newton craziness he's talking, which I, Cam, I was a fan of Cam Newton, don't get me wrong, even though my team, you know, has you know, put him out. Uh, that Super Bowl that year in a very he has he has nightmares it's to probably still Von Miller but uh, you know he wants to talk about people that are managers and game changers I think every quarterback that's elite like Patrick Mahomes like Josh Allen like Joe Burrow uh, CJ Stroud this year uh, Brock Purdy those are your top quarterbacks right like your yeah. Aaron Rodgers even still I think at all times throughout the fastest of the game, you have to be a game changer and you have to be a game manager. You have to manage the like. I, so like like he was on Warren Sapp's show, you know, during the Super Week, and he was like, "Well, Sapp's like, well, if you're such a game, why didn't you dive on that ball you fumbled?" And the Super, why, you know, if you're if you're an elite game changer, why you try for that ball you fumbled? You know, <laughs> like yeah. he because he, he called all these guys out. That aren't because he's sour. He's not in the league. He's sour that you know all these other guys are playing and he's not no more. Um, I, I, it's it is what it is, Cam. Like, but to insult Purdy, in my opinion, he was insulting. He he was like, it's not an insult. Some I'm like, yes, it was. He's the last pick in the draft and took a team Super Bowl. You're kind of jealous, in my opinion. Um, so not only that, he can be he a was, game manager. Uh, he was. Third string quarterback. Yeah, yeah. But you you touched on a really good point. Is he the same without those guys? Okay. Look what Tom Brady did when he finally got all star receivers. Instead of getting like six and seven round picks, and then him and Belichick turning these guys into great receivers. When he got Randy Moss, he had the most yards of the season his career. He had, you know, what I'm saying he had the most touchdowns, at least amount of, you know, what I'm saying like that was his year. Imagine if he had Randy Moss. More than that, how many Super Bowls he would have went to and probably won. The year that they had Randy Moss, did they win the Super Bowl? No, that's the year that they went uh, undefeated, and the Giants, that shouldn't have even been in the playoffs, beat them. I know. Remember? Yeah, because Eli Manning was getting known as the goat killer because he won two (laughs) Super Bowls, both against Tom Brady. Correct, and both times they should have probably been in the playoffs. Right. Yeah, that David Tyree uh, helmet catch and shit. Yeah, yeah. They, they're, they. I, I guess they. What was it? Eighteen and one or something. Uh, that yeah. they went nineteen and one or something like that. Uh, yeah, sixteen, seventeen. Uh, nineteen and one. Yeah, or whatever they went. So, because they would have, unless they had to buy, it'd be eighteen and one. But either way, they went undefeated and lost in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, with that squad, as I'm saying. It was just, it was crazy that they and you know and oh since you brought the goat thing again or the goat 
killer, the go whatever. And then we're talking about people saying, well, we got to start talking about Mahomes being the okay. But when the goat was actually still playing, he got a chance to play the goat, and he lost to the goat twice. So yeah, once in the Super Bowl, the it was, that Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes took a beating. How can you be the goat if you can't be the goat? You know, like just really quickly, they always talk about LeBron and Michael Jordan conversation about who's the goat. Well. And- the they thing never of the matter is, there, San so. Francisco 49ers did something that all 30 of the rest of the teams are taking notice to. They figured out a way to make Patrick Mahomes run east and west and not north and south. Mm-hmm. And if yeah, you well, do Bosa, that, shut Patrick yeah. Mahomes down. Well, well Bosa and um, Chase, uh, Young. Uh, Chase Young, what they were doing, they talked about during the game, so when they get on that outside edge, of the offensive line, uh, once they get on that outside edge, they usually would drop back on the inside, and then, therefore, he's able to keep going outside and go upfield, right? Once yep. they got that guy on the edge, they just kept pushing him out, so they met him halfway. What he have to do? Suck back into the pocket, and then, boom, the defensive tackles are getting him. You know what I'm saying? So, they, yeah, it was a very good scheme by the 49ers. Um you know, uh, I got a really <laughs> – I got a text message about uh, – well, I hope you come up here in a little bit whenever we open the phone lines up. Uh, and I want you to tell us about your theory on why PG is the true GOAT. But anyway, we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> Paul George is the true GOAT. I got texted. But anyway. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think that uh, they – I give them their flowers. I did pick Kansas City by three, uh, you know, so I should Boy, have, I'm, I guess, I'm put a little money on, on my it. Face. I picked San Francisco by ten. Yeah, uh, several people did that I've talked to. Uh, you know, it wasn't – that's not silly, though, because if they don't stop running the ball like they did, maybe they would have got that ten because they the second half, they stopped running the ball. I don't know why. I don't know why. They have eight. He had 80 and 80. And, like, almost all of it's done in the first. And it's like, then they go, they have pressure defense. They're they're showing blitz with six. They back off two in coverage. They're showing it very well, like hiding it. And then they, all of a sudden, they go on their defense. Outside of not in the second half, they start playing rush four. Play everybody 15 yards off the player or off the ball. And then what are they doing? Hitting under routes, wheel routes, screen routes, getting them first down, third and fours. Oh, here's a dump pass. Here's a dump. Here's a shovel pass. That should have never happened. Like, because yeah, they're playing the 10, giving them cushion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, they're giving them cushion. So, could, you know, so good job, Andy Reid. That's, huh, he, he's, a, you know, if he, he he's right there uh, as far as goat coaches. Andy Reid is a mammer jammer, man. That dude, he he. Uh, I had a friend tell me earlier. He has a way to tell, figure out to get teams to play his way of ball. Like, and if you're running the ball against him, he gets you to stop doing that. If you're passing the ball against him, he gets you to stop doing. Like, I, it was crazy. Like. 
stopping the running the ball was confusing to me. Um, and then, then being lazy on the de- – not lazy on defense, but uh, playing soft defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, you know, I wish they would have had more of the – kept more of the formations with fullback in it unless it was an obvious passing down. And they didn't do that. They always took the fullback out. That that use check is a bad fullback. And, I mean, even though if you weren't going to run it, make the Chiefs think you're going to run it. Because Christian McCaffrey, he can turn a one-yard run into eight yards. I ain't never seen anybody run so angry like him. Angry. Angry. I mean, just. <clears throat> he was a man on a mission. Um, yeah, because he wanted to follow in his dad's footsteps. His dad won a Super Bowl under uh, Mike Shanahan, and he wanted to win the Super Bowl under Kyle Shanahan. And I think Denver that would have been awesome. You know, father and son played for father and son head coach, and they both won Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know – Shanahan was making some really weird calls at times, and yeah, um, he was. It you was know, strange. it was really strange. Um, you know, what what he was, you know, uh, with, like I said, the defensive calling, the offensive calling, which I know he's not the coordinator, or whatever, but um, I just, I you know. I feel like he he could have played. You know, Christian McCaffrey should have been the guy that they focused on. Uh, like I said, like you said, it'd been cool because his dad, you know, like I said, he won back to back with. And he went to. He's got three Super Bowl titles himself. Uh, that whole family's just loaded with athletes, and uh, he plays the game the right way. And you know, um, but they just come up a little short. Um, you know, uh, they, they, hey, they'll be back. You know, they're okay. So. Uh, they're not losing a whole lot. They've they've uh, Chase Young, in my opinion, is the biggest name that's a free agent on that team. If they were to lose him, I don't think that breaks that defense. Uh, I disagree. Do what? I disagree. You got Bosa on one end, you got Chase Young on the other end. They play so well together because hell, they play together in college. So they got that. Well, what? Ha- what they if? I mean, but I see the forty nine and and Chase Young, a big deal. Yeah, and if they do, if they do, I mean, that's great. And all I'm just saying, I think that he he's the biggest name in my opinion. There are some other players, but like uh, none that pop out to me. Uh, you know, so we're going to talk about that, break that down. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, they have several free agents. I think most and, of them are on offensive line, ain't they? No, most of them are on defense. Yeah, Chris Jones is one of them. Chris Jones. Uh, uh, their their punter, that's Townsend. Dude, that dude's a good punter. He's a free agent. Um, but they have several. Like I said, they got Snead, I believe, is one. Uh, like you said, Jones. Uh, the offensive alignment that came in for their all-pro that got hurt right before the playoffs or the first game in the playoffs, uh, 
uh, oh, what's his? He's got like a Italian last name, Allegretti or whatever. <laughs> or yeah. um, he, he's a. I would be resigning that dude. He played so. Uh, my nephew is a big Kansas City guy, okay? And I told him it would be huge not having that all pro. Well, you know what, Ethan, I will give you uh, credit. You said that guy would step in and not miss a beat. You were 100% right. That guy played lights out in the playoffs. So if I was me, I would be resigning that guy. That I, I would, you know, I would, I would be, I would be resigning, you know. Um, and and Reddy Gregory is on the Niners as well, but he's a free agent. But if they did lose Chase, they could just play Gregory there. You know what I mean? I would if I was the Chiefs. My first offseason move would be getting rid of Kadarius Tony. <laughs> yeah, I think they already have. <laughs> I think they already. I don't think he helped himself any going on Twitter or whatever he went on TikTok or whatever. Oh man. Um, <laughs> He uh, he wasn't too happy, I don't believe. To be honest with you, I think the 49ers will be back, but they won't make it to the Super Bowl because them Detroit Lions are going to be in the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah. So, so the free agents for Kansas City is defensive line Chris Jones, wide receiver McCall Hardman, which they knew that going into it. He was just borrowed from the Jets or whatever. Uh, defensive back, Mike Edwards. Offensive line, Donovan Smith. Linebacker, Drew Tranquil. Running back, Edwards Alaire, which they've got Pacheco. Uh, punter, Tommy Townsend. Offensive line, Nick Allen Gretty. Defensive line, Tershawn Warthton. Offensive line, Prince Tega Wanago. Long snapper, James Winchester. Linebacker, Willie Gay Jr. Running back, Jarrett McKinney. Quarterback, Blaine Gabbert. Tight end, Blake Bell. Defensive line, Derek Ninotti. Wide receiver, Richie James. Defensive back, Devin Dion Bush. Darius Harris, linebacker. Defensive back, uh, Sneed. Linebacker, Cole Christensen. Tight end Jody Fortson, defensive line Mike Dana, Malik Herring, defensive line, defensive back Nazi Johnson, linebacker Jake Cochran, offensive line Kalinak, Caliendo, Prince tight end. That's the that's all the free agents for the Kansas City Chiefs as of 15 hours ago. Out of all those names. Two of them are big-time players. So, looking at the uh, cap spaces, the Kansas City Chiefs have almost $28.5 no in, in cap. They have no money. So, <laughs> no, who doesn't Chris, Chris have Jones money? Chris Jones is going to want $30 million. Huh? <laughs> Chris Jones is going to want $30 million. Who doesn't have money is the 49ers. They're in the hole almost $3 million. Well, but they're not losing. They don't need anybody besides besides what you're talking about, Randy Gregory and Chase Young. I don't know what the Saints are going to do because this is an updated list. The Saints are in the hole $83 million. 
Well, they always figure a way out to move things and 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 whatever. But but do you not think Nanati and Chris Jones? They're basically what Case Young and Bosa are to the Chiefs. And you got Snead and then uh, Willie Gay Jr., the linebacker. All of your linebackers are up. Like I'm just saying, the core of that defense is could be going bye bye. Yeah, I mean Chris Jones, like you just said. Is going to want thirty million dollars, and that eats up all your cap space. <laughs> and Blake Bell, he he had a good catch yesterday, did he not? I do believe. Oh, and, he did. and Jarrett McKinnon, Jarrett McKinnon, the other uh, running back. So there are two running backs, Edwards Alaire and McKinnon, which they'll probably resign Edwards Alaire, which they might finally let him walk. Who knows? Uh, but Willie Gay Jr. I mean, dude, that's that, that Warthin, Alan Grady, that punter was a good punt. I mean, Dern, Drew Tranquil, their main linebacker. Like, so they got to figure out where to get some money. Um, but Andy Reid being Andy Reid, they'll probably be all right. Uh, well, I'm not saying they're all going to play under a franchise tag. I don't think he'll he does go either. somewhere that'll want to pay him. Yeah, I don't think he does either. And I don't. And I'm not saying that this is the end all say all. I'm not saying that they're going to lose and they're never going to win another game now because they got these free agents. Andy Reid's Andy Reid. They'll figure it out. Uh, one thing that I do want to say though is a lot of people were calling for the offensive lineman or <laughs> the offensive coordinator to be fired. Around week eight, they were saying that uh, we need to get rid of the offensive coordinator. We need to get rid of a lot of people, my nephew being one of them, but there was a lot of people saying that they needed to let him go. Do they still think that? Hell no, because they played a perfect fucking – they played a perfect playoff. You know, dude, I'm just wondering, do I, does the Kansas, did the Chiefs Nation still think that the offensive coordinator should go bye-bye? I mean, it could be worse, Chiefs Nation. I mean, you could have had the Pittsburgh Steelers off in the coordinator. Speaking of going bye-bye, um, uh, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Uh, where Oh, uh, it's on a different subject about the Ravens. We'll get to that about their defensive coordinator left. Hey, but anyway, real quick, if the Chiefs try to look at the cap space list, if the Chiefs try to franchise tag Chris Jones, right? Not saying they will. Like you said, Andy Reid and the office will find a way to make room for money, right? Mm-hmm. But if they have no other option but the franchise tag. I could see Chris Jones going to the Houston Texans. Truly. That what D'Amico be... Ryans is doing with that team. They have $68 million in cap space. Yeah. And and the Texans are going to be good. Yes. They're going to be They're good next year. Team. <laughs> yeah. Chris Jones can't go to the Niners, but if he did, Wow. <laughs> yeah, the, the Niners would be unstoppable then. <laughs> yeah, but they they can't because they have four pennies. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, they owe. <laughs> yeah, so 
if he went to the Texans, that would be holy wild. Because, like I said, the Texans, C.J. Stroud, I've been a fan of him since college. That boy's playing ball. Um, you know, could have been yeah, the MVP. If go to the New England Patriots that are in the middle of a rebuild, because they got a high cap space, they ain't going to go to the Tennessee Titans because they are in the middle of a rebuild. Or the Washington Redskins, the next is either Indianapolis or Houston, Texas. I will go to the Texans. They're on the rise. Yeah, and you're basing that off of, of the teams. And so, your listeners, he's basing this off of looking at the cap of what people can afford to pay him the max amount. He's not and just taking random teams or AFC teams. What, and what would the, make more sense money. and who has the most money for Chris Jones is I would go with the Miko Ryans and the Texans, and then we get a new AFC champ. Because he's going to go somewhere – because he is a top player. He's going to go somewhere where he can compete now for a ring if he can't stay with the Chiefs. If they can't afford him, he's going to go where he can win now. He's not in position. He's too good of a player to do a rebuild. Yeah, he ain't going to go to a team in the middle of a rebuild. He's going to go ahead and go to a team that's on up on, up and coming. Who are willing to pay him that $30 um, million a year. Right. Exactly. I mean, what, he has I a mean, good, I, I what, agree. four years left in him? Yeah. Um, so the stats for yesterday, uh, are for the Niners, Brock Purdy was 20, 23 of 38, 255 yards passing, one touchdown, zero picks. Jennings was one for one, 21 yards, one touchdown with Jennings, by the way, was the first player I do believe in Super Bowl history to throw a touchdown and receive a touchdown. Do believe the second. Do what? He was the second. He was the second? Yeah, Nick Foles was the first. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you for uh, fact-checking me. I appreciate that. Hey, um, Jawan Jennings is my boy, University of Tennessee. <laughs> uh, Christian McCaffrey, 22 carries, 80 yards, with an average of 3.6. Brock Purdy had three for 12. Uh, and on receiving end, Again, Christian McCaffrey led the receiving end, like rushing, eight receptions, 80 yards, average of 10, one touchdown. Uh, Brandon, uh, was it Ayuk? Ayuk. Ayuk, three receptions, 49 yards. Jennings, four receptions, 42 for 10. Debo, three for 33. Um, And that's pretty, you know, Kittle, very quiet, two receptions, four yards. If there's anything to take away from this is that Kittle was absolutely defended to the core last night. They were doubling him. They were showing double when they didn't double him. Uh, and he kind of he, – I think he had a drop even. Uh, Kittle couldn't get going. I don't understand that. Uh, but, hey, they had the Christian McCaffrey train going, and they went away from it. 80 yep. yards and 80 receiving – I mean, come on, in rushing – uh, Fred Warner was their leading tackler with nine tackles, four assists. Uh, Brown had seven and four with one. Bosa had four with, and two assists. Uh, uh, Chase Young had one and one with one sack. Uh, Armstead had one sack. Hargrave had one sack. 
Um, their kicker was three for three on uh, field goals, but he was not on extra points, which we'll get into that in a second. Um, the Chiefs numbers, Mahomes was 34 of 46 with 333, two touchdowns, one pick. Mahomes had nine carries for 66 yards. Uh, Pacheco had 18 for 59. Uh, Kelsey had nine receptions for 93 yards, average of nine or average of 10.3. Uh, Hardman had three for 57. Watson, three for 54. Rice, six for 39. Pacheco, six for 33. Uh, defensive guy was Nick Bolton with eight assists on five tackles. Justin was four and five. Edwards, four and three. Uh, Carl Loftus had half a sack. Uh, and Reed had half of a sack. Willie Gay had four tackles. Um, everybody else was pretty much, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey was on there for some reason, but it has nothing. Well, Here's a bunch here as usual. Since you just mentioned <laughs> yeah, Travis yeah. Kelsey, uh, yeah. I lost all respect for him in that game. Yeah, that's what I'm getting into after this really quickly. Harrison Bucker was four for four. One, one, uh, uh, 100%, of course, 57 was as long, which was an NFL Super Bowl record for the longest field goal was 57 yards. And, yes, Travis Kelsey, go ahead. I mean, why would you act like that? Because he took you out of the game, so it gives you a right to, you know, have a temper flare-up and almost knock your coach over? A.J. Brown said it best. He put a tweet out after he seen that. He said, if I would have done that, I would be thrown out of the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I didn't understand it. I know you're hyped up, you're pumped up, but there's absolutely no excuse for that. I did lose a little bit. I just thought lately, uh, over the last several games, he's been doing these little antics. I, um a friend of mine, we were talking earlier, he thinks a lot of it has to do with, like, trying to have this tough guy persona for his girlfriend. It's all, you know, whatever. Uh, and that may be some of it. I just think that what if he would have knocked him down? Yeah. What if he would have not – what if he What if he injured him by doing that and, ha, and can't coach no more? And they go on to lose the Super Bowl. Do you know who the most hated person in Kansas City is now? Him. <laughs> like, like – that could have went so bad, and what I, you know, this is what I. It, it's not just what passionate players do and coaches that are competitive want to win. That was beyond that. That was, in my opinion, that could have been so bad. And then afterwards, they both downplay it. One of them says, "Well, I hope my mic up didn't catch it, but I told him I loved him." And then Coach Reed downplays it. Say what you said. What were you mad about? Because if you got that mad to physically assault your coach, why can't you tell why you did it? Why are you ashamed of it now? You want to laugh it off and, you know, because we won a Super Bowl, so it don't matter. Coach Reed's yeah. not going to care, blah, blah, I'm a Hall of Famer, blah, blah. No, I don't care, man. That that was – that that was like, because yeah. he because that fumble happened. That fumble, the 52-yard bomb happened, and then the very next play, I think it was Rice fumbled it. Uh, yep. and he he was out on that play. Well, dude, people take plays off. It just happened to be the play you took off that, you know, it was a 52 like or something. It was a bomb, <laughs> and then the next play they fumble. They didn't count. They didn't. 
they didn't. I don't think uh, they did anything after that fumble, did they? The Niners didn't do anything. Uh, they didn't get any points off that, did they? Or was it three? No, because it was. Pacheco, no, they got three. Pacheco, Pacheco ran the ball and fumbled it. Okay. It took oh, Travis. Oh, it's Pacheco. I thought it was Rice that. Okay. It took Travis Kelsey out of the game because you know run plays. You know, I mean, they mm. they run more offensive linemen than you know personnel, right? And mm-hmm. I guess. He fumbled the ball, and he had a big temper tantrum and about damn near knocked his coach over over it in the first quarter. Yeah. Like I said, I can't remember if they got three off of that or whatever, but I just know that when McCaffrey came out to start the game and he fumbles off the – when they drove that, they just were marching up the field and then fumbles right there on, like, the inside the red zone or whatever. I was yep. like, oh, boy. They can't see doing a three and out, and then they have theirs. So the the turnovers really didn't cost them. I thought the refs letting them play. I thought they stayed out of the game for the most part. Uh, there was a lot of holding, in my opinion, at times that should have been called. Um, that last play of the game where he went in motion and then changes direction and starts upfield, I thought you had to come stop or you had to keep going left and right. So the you know, if that's not a Super Bowl game, I think they call that for uh, illegal motion or whatever. But uh, why was the guy so open? Why did the safety or the corner went and then stopped? Why would you have oversight help? That was a man defense. Like, it was so weird how McCole Hardman caught that, but uh, so so open. Um, but, you know, yards-wise, your Niners had 382 to uh, Kansas City's 455. Uh, passing yards was 325 to 272. Uh, rushing for the Niners was 110 to 130. Uh, third down efficiency, they had 9 of 19 on Kansas City. Niners had 3 of 12. Both were 1 for 1 on fourth. Uh, they uh, allowed three sacks to Chiefs, one on the Niners. They both punted five times. They both had six penalties. Two fumbles for the 49ers, one for the Kansas City, one interception for Kansas City, none for the Niners. And they both possessed the ball. 38 for Fowler and Irish and 36 for the Chiefs. So, they're near, you know, identical first down for 23 and 24. So, the game was pretty crazy even across the board. Um, it, it was very a defensive game. Uh, we talked about that kicker earlier. If that kicker don't miss that extra point, there's eight, nine seconds left in the hat in the game. I think the Irish could have won that 20 to 19. Yeah. Um, or – Twenty-one twenty or whatever it was, uh, uh, twenty nineteen. They would have, but but because they they were playing that pressure defense like they were earlier in the in the first half, they went back to that the last couple minutes of the game. They were up in your face. Uh, that got they did that little uh, slant route or out route whatever on the front pylon, and it didn't happen. Then they kicked the field goal to go to overtime. It's like I think, you know, I was on the phone with a buddy of mine during that play when they missed that extra point, and he said that is going to come back and get them. And it did. They could – I think they're, they're Super Bowl champs by one if they don't miss that extra point. But guess what? The Chiefs are your 2023-2024 champions. They have and nobody reason. can take that from them. Yeah, nobody can take that from them. Patrick Mahomes Do did I what he was supposed to. No. Nobody's ever done it. Uh, uh, 
uh, uh, you tell me if you agree with this or not. I was telling a friend of mine earlier, if they would have won the Super Bowl this year and played all season the way they did last year, then I would say, oh, boy, they might be the first team to three-peat. Yep. But with the rockiness that they had and the the way they played in the playoffs, always coming back from 10 down, besides against the first game of the first round of the playoffs, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I could see them probably, you know, I don't know if they three-peat. I don't know. But I'm going to say no basing it off of this year's performance, even though they won. But if they were dominant two years straight and they weren't losing nobody, but with all these free agents, the way – I don't know. Andy Reid could retire. Who knows? Uh, uh, you know, uh, to, to, since you brought that up for next year, uh, the 49ers are favored to win despite losing, uh, plus 55. The Kansas City Chiefs are second, plus 650. The Ravens are third at 900. The Bills are fourth at 950. The Lions and the Bengals are both at 1200. And uh, with the Ravens being plus, they did lose their defensive coordinator to the Seahawks as a coach. So that defense was phenomenal. So you know, they're gonna have, the Ravens are gonna have to figure that out. Um, uh, you know, uh, just quickly. The Niners and the overtime deal, not knowing the rules or whatever, and not and uh, you know the coach says that we we were accepting the ball all the way, all the coaches knew, and the players are saying, well, we didn't know that the rule the, of the rule changer. Some of them knew the rule change, but didn't know why they accepted the ball. And and the Chiefs on the other side of that coin are saying, we practiced that in preseason. We. All week long in Super Bowl week, we said, if we go to overtime, this is what we're doing. Why didn't Shanahan practice an overtime scheme? And I don't think he, in my opinion, I don't think it was as simple as we knew we were taking the ball. I think he might have, and his, he had a, a brain fart and was like, hey, um, yeah, we're taking the ball because if we go down and score, we win. If they go down, if, you know, if they go down and score, they're going to win forgetting that both teams have an equal possession because the old rule last year was if you score first, you win. But if you score a field goal, the other team gets a chance. So that sounds better on the podium. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to do versus, well, I, I forgot the rule change. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you, you think? I mean, do you think they legitimately, like, football 101, why would you take the ball? I would have kicked it off. I mean, why do you kick it off to begin the game then? That's why, like, why, like, everybody's taught take the ball or kick the ball. I mean, so you get the second chance. You get the second half of the ball. You get the ball first and second half. Like, it was it was really weird because then you go down and kick. My, my friend said, why'd they go down and kick a field goal then? They should have just went for the touchdown. That would have showed them that they took the ball for a reason. They wanted to score a touchdown on four and three. But instead, they kicked a field goal. You mean to tell me Patrick Mahomes can't get that awesome kicker of theirs, you know, Butker, in a position to tie the game at least? He just kicked a 57-yarder. I think if the beginning of the halftime they would have kicked the ball off, the way that Niners defense was playing towards the end of the fourth quarter, I think they would have made Kansas City punt. I do too. What if that? What if? Ken, what if the Niners would have had to have punted? That's what I'm saying. Like. They put themselves in such a weird 
predicament. Um, you know, it was just weird that you take the ball, then you kick a field goal, and then they took they played lazy defense or they played soft defense. They let him run down the field 20 yards at a time. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, they did dump routes, screen routes, wheel routes. You know what I'm saying? Like fate, like everything underneath to move the ball, like they call it like flag football plays, five and seven yards at a time. And after that field goal, they basically, in my opinion, are like, oh, well, he's going to march down the field and win. But like you said, I agree. If they would have gave the ball to them first, I think they might have, they would have held them. And then all they got to do is kick a field goal to win. So my question is, what if, um, what's his name, Miko Hardman didn't catch that pass and time expired? Would they get another quarter to score that touchdown? Uh, it, no, it would have went that, yeah, Casina Sharp and then we're talking on his on the nightcap, him and Ocho. They were talking that no, it would have ended that overtime um, or whatever. It, uh, if they kicked the, it would have went to the second overtime period, or something. Because they, it, it was something I have to look that up. Because that's not right. I'm not. I'm saying it wrong. Because um, they were down three, they throw that pass with nine seconds. He catches it. If he doesn't catch it, they have to. They possess the ball. To, I, I don't know. I have to, I'll have to go back and and look that up and read. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm 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 confusing myself because I'm not remembering it. But yes, there was something there was something funky with that. If that wouldn't have happened, something would have happened. <clears throat> so, uh, they, in my opinion, they would have kicked the field goal and then went into the second overtime, and uh, they would have had possession of the ball because the team that wins the yeah because they would have had the possession first in the second overtime per the rule because the team that got the ball first gets the option in the second overtime. I believe that's how it's read. Yeah. I don't know. I have to look it up. I'm I'm probably way off, who knows. But um uh the trick play in the beginning with or the, you know with the fleet flicker, you know, throwing across the field to throw to McCaff, I thought that was awesome. Um yeah, getting that interception off the <laughs> right. That was that yeah, the the it was ten to three at the half and then they come out, I'm thinking Kansas season come out on fire, they throw a pick on the first you know, the first drive. Um you know, uh, in Kansas City, they, they uh, fumbled. Yeah, we were talking about fumbling it. Um, Mahomes has got three Super Bowls now. He's the three MVPs. Uh, I don't think he should have been the – I know people are going to say, well, who should have – I think Kelsey should have been MVP. You know, Andy Reid was the MVP. <laughs> you know, yeah. Andy Reid was MVP. Travis Kelsey should have got the MVP. And, heck, if not – Give it to the losing guy, Christian McCaffrey, that had eight for 80 and eight for 80 or something. I, but Mahomes gets it. Quarterbacks usually do whatever. Yeah, yeah, cool. His his numbers were what they were, but it wasn't – I mean, I don't know. But congratulations to Patrick Mahomes on his third Super Bowl. Um, eight other teams have went back-to-back. Uh, no one's ever won three like you stated earlier. Um, you know, so uh, it's nine nine twenty three, uh, in about seven minutes. Nine twenty about seven minutes. We're going to open up the phone lines. If y'all want to call in, uh, um, what else do you what else you got on uh, this this uh, NFL subject before we have callers come in? Uh, the awards. Okay. 
Uh, you want to awards were like for the best players, you know, offense, defense. You know, Lamar Jackson won the MVP, hands down, unanimous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian uh, actually, Cap- he didn't win it unanimous. He didn't. No, they did not. It was supposed to be just quickly supposed to be someone gave Josh Allen one a one vote because word on the street is because they choked again in the playoffs. So whoever they, they wouldn't give him unanimous. So he oh. had forty nine to one. But uh, so, Mar Jackson won the most valuable player, hands down. Christian McCaffrey was offensive player of the year. That was right. Now, when we get to the defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett should never have won. T.J. Watt was better than him all year long. And that's one thing. If we're just handing these awards out to whoever, I mean, it's kind of mediocre, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn should have won head coach of the year, but that was Kevin Stefanski. So I, I just don't understand the, the picks in this awards. I mean... Are they tired of saying T.J. Watt win Defensive Player of the Year? So let's give it to another guy that did way less than he did. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I you know I talked about this the last episode. How do you get a guy a Pro Bowl bid that had zeros across the stat board, but you gave a guy like Winfield Jr. that had five force fumbles, picks, like. I, I think I think they need to really look at who's doing this voting. Um, I agree. They, they really do. Dan Quinn yeah. should have been unanimous head coach of the year. Lamar Jackson had 49 first-place votes, one third-place vote. Dak Prescott had zero first, zero for Christian, zero for Brock, and Josh Allen had one for first. <laughs> Uh, Christian McCaffrey had 39 Tyreek Hill had 7 T.D. Lamb had 1 vote Lamar had 3 votes Dak had 0 for Offensive Player of the Year uh, Miles Garrett had 23 first place votes 13 second place votes 3rd third, third for 11 and T.J. Watt had 9 11 for 2nd and 12 for 3rd uh, Micah Parsons had 7 first Max Crosby 0 and uh, De'Ron Bland had one. Uh, C.J. Stroud was your rookie by 48 first-place votes to uh, Puka's. Like you said, you think Puka should have got it. Uh, he had two first-place votes. Um, and then the other guys were Sammy, uh, Sam Laporta, uh, J- Jamar Gibbs, and uh, Robinson. Defensive rookie went to Will Anderson. Was he another guy from the Texans? Yeah. Dang. Rookies swept down there. Yeah, Anderson, a teammate, and T.J. Stroud sweep the rookie awards, becomes the third Texas to earn. Uh, this is another close race. Yeah, they had 16, to 16 first place votes to Jalen Carter's 14 and Kobe Turner's 14 first place votes. Joey Porter Jr. was on there with one. Uh, comeback player of the year was Joe Flacco with 13 first place votes, 26 second place votes. And, third, and eight third-place votes for a total of 151. Jamar Hamlin had 21 first-place votes, 
seven second place votes and 14 to a total of four, 140. So he lost, DeMar lost by nine or uh, 11 points, um, which I think DeMar should have got it. But Baker Mayfield was 10, 10, and 13 for a total of 93. Matthew Stafford and two of Viola, they were the, uh, to round it out. Brown coach, what. yeah. Uh, T.J. Watt wasn't happy about getting snubbed. Oh, I'm, you know that coach thing really quickly? The coach thing, kept, the, the Browns coach, they both, and D'Amico Ryans both had 165 points, right? Yeah. They both finished, with, but the reason he got it for the Browns, because he had one more first-place vote. He had 21 first-place votes to D'Amico Ryans' 20. He had 18 seconds and six-thirds, and D'Amico Ryans had 21 seconds and two-thirds. But they had the same amount of points with the first-place vote guy. Dan Campbell had three, Kyle Shanahan, John Arbaugh. Jim Schwartz was your uh, uh, man I tell of the you year. what, I mean, I would have been happy with uh, D'Amico Ryans winning it. At least he got to the playoffs. Who are you wanting to win it? D'Amico Ryans. I mean, at least he got to the playoffs. If I'm not mistaken, the Browns didn't even make it to the playoffs, did they? Or did they? I might be wrong, hell. <laughs> no, um... Domingo, I think, like I said, they it was one point, like you know. Well, T.J. Watt put out a – he already had his post already written up when Miles Garrett won. He said, nothing, I ain't, uh, nothing I'm not used to. Mm. So it's safe to say that yeah, Watt – Yeah, the Browns got beat by the Texans. It's safe to say that Watt is taking this personal and will use it as motivation this offseason, so – Watt's going to come out, and he's going to blow up everybody. The Brown, the Browns snuck in and got beat by the Texans in the first round. Yeah, so, I mean, why did Kevin Stefanski win when D'Amico Ryan's beat? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. They really need to look at who's voting these awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, y'all, the phone lines are open. Uh the number, um, the number, yeah, number. We got you seven one eight six six four nine eight six one. Call in. Uh, our producer will put you through and give us your take on what we've talked about over the last hour. Pick, you know, any topic we've talked about and give us your opinion, yay or nay, or um, you know. And, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Um, Let us know what you guys think. Nobody wants to call in. That's cool, too. We'll just keep on yakking. Hello? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? This is Eric. What uh, up? What's good? 
I actually had something to say about your NFL awards. Um, and they're talking about, you guys are talking about Kevin Stefanski versus D'Amico Ryan. Um, mm-hmm. Stefanski won 11 games with four different starting quarterbacks. D'Amico Ryan, I mean, he had offensive rookie of the year. Deshaun um, mm-hmm. Watson, okay. I think, played four games. Uh, and then they started some Dorian, I think Skyler, somebody. I don't remember his last name, but. Oh, okay. Um, well, no, I, I, that's a, I, well, then I forgot all about them having all them quarterbacks. And I, mean, I guess that's why they were tied at 165 and it come down to one point. Yeah. Um, but, and as for defensive player of the year, like, I don't even think. I mean, that's just an opinion, but T.J. Watt, uh, how was he better than Deron Bland, who had, like, the most defensive touchdowns in the history? Like, T.J., that's you, buddy. This is – Yeah. You, you, you uh, were mad about T.J. Watt. Bland even considered for defensive <laughs> player of the year? I mean, but T.J. Watt, I mean, he, he definitely deserved it over Miles Garrett, but – I think yeah, the 100%. I forgot about Deron Bland. Yeah, I mean, the guy had like seven picks and six touchdowns. But oh, got, the like, quarterback for Dallas? Yeah. yeah. He had nine. He had nine picks. Yeah, okay, nine picks and had like six touchdowns. <laughs> and, like, he took fourth, I think, in the voting. Or fifth. That's crazy. Like, I don't know. I, I just, forgot all about him. I think he should have won it. You know, I think it was what six pick sixes, NFL yeah. history, the only player to ever do it, and he got snubbed yeah. too. Yeah, and I mean, and then you talk about Will Anderson as the defensive rookie of the year. Um, what did he do for the Texans? Like his numbers don't even compare anywhere close to like Jalen Carter or. Any of those other guys, like I don't, I just did not, I didn't understand any of the awards this year. They were very. I feel like uh, the hot take guys won. Lamar Jackson mm. MVP. Well, why was he MVP? His numbers weren't any better than Brock Purdy's, or even better than Josh mm. Allen. Josh Allen, which. I don't want to get on Josh Allen, but Josh Allen accounted for the most team touchdowns and percentage of his team's touchdowns of anybody this year. Mm-hmm. But he... yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think that I, I think that Lamar, like you said, Purdy, uh, Golf. I, I think there was C.J. Stroud. There was guys that had the same numbers or maybe even a touch better. So the whole voting thing, which I'm a Lamar guy, so I mean I'm cool with it, whatever. But but just really, you know, back to that uh, um, T.J. Watt debate. I think what T.J. you were you're more upset about the, the Garrett got it over Watt or really anybody versus that you know somebody else didn't get it. It was just that how did you give how did you give it to Garrett? That's yeah, what I think look, that's what, what I take from it. Racked up a league best, 19 sacks, four for 
four forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, and an interception. Garrett had 14 sacks, four first forced, four forced fumbles, and one fumble recovery. Right. Well, and oh, I Garrett agree. played. Yeah. yeah, Garrett played one less game. Garrett had 33 tackles solo to, to to Watts 48. He had nine assisted to Watts 20. He had 42 tackles to to Watts 20. Tackles for loss, he had 17 to Watts 19. He had 19 sacks to Biles Garrett's 14. Sack yards, he only had 102 to 122. Defensive interception, Watt had one. Garrett had zero. <laughs> so, yeah, there um, – because on the list of uh, when, you know, the sacks and all stuff, it's uh, Hendrickson, Josh, the other Josh Allen, Khalil Mack, and Hunter and Crosby are all above Garrett. And Garrett got Garrett got that because, in my opinion, because of what he did in the first 12 games. His last six games he had one sack. But he was on pace to break the record going into week 12. And so, mm. but it's not fair because then he only had one sack over six games. So, mm. when does the voting yeah, happen well, I, for these awards mm-hmm. is my other question. Is like, if a guy yeah. has a hot last six games, well, does that even get counted for? Because do they, or they do, they do voting way early, like. Hey, real quick, my thing is, I don't even think Miles Garrett should be playing at all after he smacked Mason Rudolph with that helmet. Facts. Facts. Why is that guy right. still in the league? He gave Mason Rudolph brain damage. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, and Bland, really quickly, to, to just give listeners an idea of what we're talking about when we're talking about these three guys, Bland played 17 games, 53 solos, 16 assists, Total of 69 tackles, three forced fumbles, nine interceptions, five for touchdowns. Okay. So, Garrett should be third on that list if we're just going to use these three guys. Uh, right. right. Now, that's what, yeah, I forgot all about Deron Bland, so I think Deron Bland should have won it. I mean, nine yeah. interceptions in one season, that's, that's crazy. It's tough because they usually give it to a, a, a tackling guy or whatever, like a, a you know sacks and all that stuff. But uh, you know, like I told you in the episode, like our, in our last episode, uh, uh, Eric, I was telling TJ that our last in our last episode that how do you give the Pro Bowl nod? Or you were listening to me earlier, if you were here listening, how does mm-hmm. Winfield Jr. not make it? But a guy that has zeros across the board, and they said it's because of his father's name. And I said, well, Winfield Jr.'s dad wasn't no, like, chump in the league. Like, his name alone should have got him in. But, I mean, I, I, you know, five forced fumbles, uh, five whatever. It was it, Winfield Jr. got snubbed. That, to me, that's the biggest snub, even though it's a Pro Bowl or whatever. That's the biggest mm-hmm. snub. But um, Well, and I heard you also with the awards. I'll stick on the awards for a minute. Yeah. Why do Why do you feel that Demar Bland or Demar Hamlin should have won Comeback Player of the Year? I mean, he died on the field, so <laughs> he was able to come back next year. I mean, <laughs> but but what did he do? Well, well, he wasn't dead long enough. What, I mean, what What did he come back? <laughs> what did he come back and do? He, he came to life. 
world again. So. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I mean, he came back. He, he came back to life, but so did Ryan <laughs> Chazier. Did Ryan Chazier ever uh, come back Player of the Year? I don't think well, Ryan never took the field back, though. Huh? Yeah, he never took the field. He never took the field again. No, I Ryan mean, never took... him, He took the field as a like a, a gesture, not because he did anything. He had one tackle. I'm I'm gonna pull it up. I don't know. Well, yeah. we talk, me and TJ talked about this before the show, and, and and that's for the listeners. I'm not laughing at the Demar Hamlin incident. I'm not laughing at uh you know he come back from life, whatever. I, I'm it's it's crazy that like say the award is for whatever i'm just like you know the way tj said it that's why i'm, I'm not laughing at the, the actual accident because that was horrific no, to watch on that, TV, shit you know? that, that, that wasn't cool so i i didn't want to watch football the rest of the night because that's just a scary thought because i mean that could happen at any moment any given time the way all these Hard hit happened in the NFL. I mean, and then for him to go through what he went through and still be able to take the field, that's why I think he was going to be a shoe in. I mean, even though he didn't have hardly any stats, but still he was able to get in the game and play. I mean, I, I agree with that. Like that, it's cool. Yeah, he legitimately had one tackle. I know, and. And he legit only was on the Bills because the Bills were doing a good thing for the organization and saying, hey, we want to make sure you get your money and you get your health insurance. I, okay, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. My, okay, so my take on that is, my take on the Comeback Player of the Year then, they shouldn't have put DeMar in it. Again, because I'm going to base it off of that. I'm going to base yeah. it like I did off the Winfield Jr. thing. He had one tackle for one solo tackle. He had one solo tackle, no assist, for a total of one. And then you've got these other four guys that are playing day in and day out getting stats. If they wanted to give him his own award or whatever, that would have been fine. But to put him in the category of comeback player of the year, it's typically, like what you're alluding to, Eric, it's typically a player that didn't uh, – oh, uh, Kobe Bryant or Kevin Durant, when they blew their – or Clay Thompson, when they blew their – okay, and then you come back and average 27-7-7, and and you play 82 games. That's comeback player. Well, I was so, mad about the comeback player of the year thing to begin with. Like, why is Tua on there? Why was Tua getting any votes? What did he Was it because he from? had those concussions last year? Yeah, but that – to me, he still played in 13 games. Like, to me, that doesn't make sense. That should be for guys like Joe Flacco, who was out of the league, came back and actually performed, not a guy that had some, I don't know, maybe that's just a me weird, like, not a guy who was having hard injury, you know, struggles. But, Uh I mean, I don't know. Bleacher Report Uh, saying that Peter King says it's absurd that Joe Flacco voted over DeMar. Uh, and then, and then the insider says Dolphins quarterback Tua was disrespected by not getting it. So I guess it's what everybody's looking at it as. And I'm just gonna not be, you know, I'm be non-biased like I tried to be on the show and simply look at stats. And stats, Demar doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
So well, instead, you, know, you can have your emotions in it. I think Baker had a case for winning it. Like I yeah. don't even know Joe Flacco at five games or six games that he played. <laughs> that's yeah. that's, that's what I don't agree. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Flacco, like I think Baker had a had a major like case at it. You know, like he sh- he has the complaint in my opinion. But man, Baker had a chip on his shoulder all year. Yeah, he's a new quarterback. And then, he's and then the six games, Joe Flacco gets beat by a rookie. Right. So I'm look. Uh, so I'm looking up what because we're asking, you know, uh, what's the criteria? So the criteria for for the NFL Comeback Player of the Year is it says while the criteria for the award is uh, imprecise, it's typically given to a player who overcomes the worst adversity to return to play even a single snap of NFL football, such as not playing the previous season, an injury, or for playing well in a comparison to the previous year's poor performance. The winner is selected by a nationwide panel of media personnel. Since 11, 2011, the award has been presented to the NFL Honor Ceremony held the day before the Super Bowl. The AP first recognized the NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 63 and 66, but these players are not typically not included in the overall list of players. AP did not give the award until 1998. The only player to receive the award more than once after the AFL-NFL merger is quarterback Chad Pennington, who received it in 06 and the Jets in 08 with the Dolphins. So based on the NFL's definition that it's to a player to come back and even play one snap from an injury, poor performance, or not playing well, then yeah, Demar gets it then, because he had the worst one of the four. That's I mean that, that, that's why I was that's why everybody's up in arms because I mean he literally died on the field, but he was able to come back and play at least one snap. Yeah, and, and that's the big thing to emphasize says to come back and return and play even a single snap. So if you word it that way, then I kind of I'm back to Demar now. <laughs> Like, if stats aren't involved and it's simply to come back from the worst injury you could possibly get or from not playing, having the worst performance you could have, uh, and Chad Pennington, good job, buddy. You got it twice. Like, what? Um, so, uh, Dino Smith got it last year. Uh, and, okay, so Joe Burrow got it, right? And Alex Smith got it. We know why Joe Burrow and Alex Smith got it. Because they both had injuries and came back the next year and played crazy, right? Joe Flacco came off the the, the lazy boy and played four games. Geno Smith, you know, wasn't so hot that one year, and he was good. Last, and so all these play, Eric Berry, uh, Keenan Allen, Andrew Luck, uh, Rob Gronkowski, Philip Rivers, Peyton Manning, the neck deal, Matthew Stafford, Michael Tom Brady, like. We all know why these players got it, right? I don't know why Joe Flacco got it. Because he led his team to the playoffs. If he was yeah, there all year, I would have understood that. Yeah. Make yeah, they up. were out of the playoffs when he, when he came. And um, I think he won four or five straight. 
And it was a feel yeah. good story. I don't know about I don't know about yeah. him being comeback player of the year. It was a feel good story. Uh, well, well really I, I guess the story is dying on the field and coming back and playing the next year. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess if it go, like they took in consideration that single snap thing, he came off the couch or the lazy boy played came played a single snap, played five games to get his team into playoffs. So I get it, but if you're playing, then you got to say single snap, then it's got to go. It's so this is that's weird. That that whole thing needs well, to be revisited. I think. Well, he play a whole season like. <laughs> I feel like a DeMar Hamlin, okay? He, yeah, did he impact his team at all? No, but he should be comeback player of the year because, like you guys said, he died on the field and came back and played. Like, that's amazing. But I feel like there should be a category for injury comebacks and guys like Geno Smith who just were backups, and then they get a chance and they took, and, you know. I agree with that. Succeeded with their chance. Because injuries are a big, you know, everybody has season-ending injuries. Every team has them, you know. And if you had a, an award for that, then, yeah, it would make it way easier to be like, DeMar Hamlin, unanimous comeback player of the year. But because there's so many weird criteria that these media people look at, I think that it might um, confuse some of them. Like, what what am I voting for, you know? Yeah, everybody on every article on every major site is talking about how. I feel like on some of these awards, they just put faces of the players up and just blindfold and throw a dart. Yeah, they, he wins. It, it says, well, and, uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Hamlin voted. Hamlin actually got the most first place votes, 21. But Flacco earned the most points primarily because he racked up more than half, 26 of available second place votes. Because um, back to the coach of the year, I get Kevin Stefanski went through four different coaches, mm-hmm. uh, quarterbacks and all that, but Dan Campbell took the worst team in the NFL in just three years' time was one score away from a Super Bowl. I mm-hmm. I don't disagree with the Dan Campbell argument. The problem with the Dan Campbell argument is the amount of talent that the Lions have versus the amount of talent that the Browns have. I think that's what hurt Dan Campbell, is having a top-five receiver, having Jared Goff, which maybe a top-ten quarterback, I think that hurt him. Like, I think him having mm. all the weapons. Yeah. And even at times making dumb decisions, right? Like, not dumb decisions, but being aggressive. My bad, dumb decisions is a bad word. But being aggressive might have hurt him in that in that talk of best coach because he also lost them a game in Dallas that they could have won had he just went and kicked the extra point. But inside, he, he decided to go for two, three times after losing five yards on a bullcrap ref call, but still – he could have kicked the extra point tied the game, but he still decided he was going to try to Boy, we ain't going to get on that about the report and eligible. <laughs> that, was, that was crap. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to get on yeah. it, but I was just saying, <laughs> got, like, I think that might have hurt him. We got about uh, probably five minutes, 9.52. Um, the show's going to end in about eight eight minutes. Uh, no, we I, I asked the uh, – 
<clears throat> I asked the producer, and we don't have anybody uh, waiting to call in. So, but no, we're good. We we definitely can revisit that conversation because we got a lot of football to talk for over the next several weeks and months. So, um, uh, so wish we had more time. We could definitely get off into that. But we uh, quickly, uh, Kansas. Jayhawks are getting throttled 65 to an unranked Texas Tech to 43 with five minutes left in the second half of college basketball. Uh, Wimbenyama had a triple-double with 27 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 blocks. Um, He's a goat. Yeah. Um, don't even get me started. Uh, you know what, coming up soon, y'all, <laughs> we're going to have like an episode where – we debate the basketball goat. Is it LeBron or is it Michael Jordan? Yeah. Well, All Star Weekend's coming up next weekend, I do believe, or the following weekend. Is it next weekend or the following weekend? It's next weekend. Okay. So yeah, we've got we're getting ready to shift gears after you know we're done with this football stuff now because we got college March Madness gearing around the corner. We got halfway through the season with the NBA. Uh, Pelicans beat the Grizz. Bucks beat the Nuggets. Just throwing some stuff out there. 110 Nation Sports, want to thank you again. Blog Talk Radio, uh, you guys are awesome. Um, Giannis had 36 and 18. Um, but I think that, uh, like I said, the 49ers are open to be the favorite by plus 550, and Kansas City is a plus 650. The Bills are at 950, and the Ravens are at 900. Lions and Bengals are at 1,200. So that's got to tell me something right there, that even though they did win the Super Bowl back-to-back, but in the fashion in which they played this year, the uncertainty of what their team's going to look like, they're not confident that Kansas City is going to get back there. And Travis Kelsey, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, he's just passionate. <laughs> right. That's what they're. Yeah. That's. We'll talk it up. As he's. He's passionate. Passionate. <clears throat> I think he could have showed his passion a lot of different ways. <laughs> I mean. I mean, I lost a lot of respect for him doing that. Because yeah. if it would have been anybody what if he else, broke that guy's leg. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what if it would have been anybody Brown? else, like AJ Brown said. He would have been out of the league if it was him. Yeah. Antonio Brown would have been. I mean, any other. Receiver. Well, Antonio Brown was different. I don't know if I agree <laughs> or if it was Chad Ochocinco's. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that, with what AJ Brown said, but um, I think that there would have been a lot more scrutiny for an AJ Brown and for some other guys. Right. Um, Definitely. I mean, Travis Kelsey gets a pass um, by everybody because he's dating Taylor Swift. Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad we don't have to see her on TV for quite a while. And they'll, they'll be broke up before the season. Listeners, they will be broke up before this NFL season starts. She's buying the so. Chiefs right now. <laughs> oh, that would we'll be, just I, be – I, I don't know if I – I think I would still watch football. For the beginning of the new season, and Taylor Swift will have a mm-hmm. new number one song about Travis Kelsey. <laughs> oh, that's 100% true. <laughs> that, that seems that, like what uh, she does. She goes on dates and then writes breakup songs about these men. 
Cowboys yeah. are hiring Mike Zimmer as defensive coordinator. Um, yeah, he was previously one of their defensive coordinators. Uh, yeah, was defense coordinator for for 2000 2006. Vikings head coach from 14 to 21. Uh, the team reached out uh, reached out to Rex Ryan about a role. This is Adam Schefter about the role. Um, uh, yeah, what about him saying the reason Mike Vrabel wasn't hired as a head coach is he looks too intimidating? <laughs> no comment. What kind of crap is Cavalier. that? <laughs> I don't know. Cavaliers' nine-game win streak ends with the loss to the 76ers. That's another thing on the lead. Um, um, I would think you want a coach that's intimidating. Nebraska is going to be national oh. championships that, champions next year. Uh, we can get into it, that next too. Caitlin Clark's the best. Uh, so, the best player. <laughs> I agree. All right, y'all. Uh, gonna have to get out of here. We've got about a minute and a half. Uh, it's gonna cut us off. So, Eric, All thanks right. for coming on, dude. Appreciate you really. Mm-hmm. Uh, no it was fun. <clears throat> Anytime. It was fun. Uh, so. We'll holler to you guys next Sunday at uh, 8.30 Central. Uh, and we'll have uh, probably the show's going to be probably gearing towards basketball. And uh, who knows? We might take a night off from sports and talk about a bunch of crazy stuff. You never know around here. <clears throat> so, but Eric, thanks a lot. 110 Nation, uh, Blog Talk Radio, TJ, you guys are all awesome. And we'll see you guys next Sunday, 8.30 Central. Yep. <clears throat> Later, y'all. Take it easy. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.